Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast, episode 44, where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward. And I know it's been quite a while um, between podcasts and if you followed my Instagram page, I've been posting poems instead. Um, <laughs> and that's just been a little kind of fun, kind of tan- tangential thing that I've I've been doing. It's, it's just been something that's just taken, I think, a lot less effort to kind of post up you know you just need to kind of type it up on you know a word document and kind of screenshot it and post it up on you know post it up on instagram and then there it is and so um and you know i find the yeah like trying to come up with a kind of lengthy caption also is a bit of like mental effort that i don't know i just recently just didn't don't have in me to you know, to do and has to be something like kind of, you know, succinct and, and elaborate. And I don't know, I just want to kind of get on with my day sometimes. And so that's kind of partly the reason I've taken a bit of a break from the, <laughs> the podcast. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, if you've been following the podcast, I've been going through this book called, you know, The Purpose Driven Life. And, you know, up to whatever, like day 19 and 20 and, and those two are just kind of on topics that have just been really difficult to kind of talk about because it's, it's about, you know, the first one's protecting church community and the second one is restoring broken relationships. And like, this is so, this is the kind of stuff that I'm facing at the moment. And I think the wrestle I have with it at the moment is because it's, it's written from pastor's perspective of like, hey, this is how things should be, how church should run and things like that. Um, but for me on the receiving end of, you know, things that have been done to me that have ruined um, church community and, and you know, it, it talks about all these things to try and, you know, get back together and, you know, don't stop meeting and, and things. Um, like, I guess, you know, when it talks about kind of protecting church community it's like you know you need to strengthen it by being honest with each other and sharing struggles and encouraging each other and you know I've yeah like I don't know I don't want to repeat it too much but it's kind of like well I was honest to someone and they just used it as leverage to kind of yeah guilt and shame me and put me to a corner and just it was just a really hard read to kind of be on board with it and so I just found it really hard to kind of talk about and, you know, the next one about restoring broken relationships, like this is something that's kind of consumed my whole year of, of 2020 to try to you know, figure out how to reconcile the conflict of, um, of someone that's been hurt so deeply by me. You know, um, yeah, my um, partner at the time. Um, and like, it's just been really difficult because it's just, I don't know, because the book you know, it talks about how, you know, you should, um, you know, initiate that reconciliation and, and sympathize and confess your problems and, um, and things like that. But I think my own kind of situation is a lot more complicated than that. And, you know, it's like, oh, if it doesn't go well, then, you know, just give it time. And, and it's just really frustrating to read because it's, I don't know, it just doesn't come from that genuine place. And, um, and, and like, it's going to be so like individual and, you know, it's, I don't know, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, like I just didn't want to really kind of talk about it. So that's why I've kind of taken a, um, a break from it because it's just, yeah, too hard to kind of open up, open up even more about it. And it'll probably lead to more feelings of anger and, and resentment and bitterness that will probably yeah, it really kind of affects me negatively, like, throughout the week, and, um, I think, you know, last week, I just had this, yeah, this kind of, like, collision course of, and just, like, kind of crashed, uh, I think, once, crashed emotionally, sorry, not in a car accident, um, yeah, just kind of crashed emotionally, and I was just feeling so flat on, like, a Tuesday or something, and, like, it just wasn't really feeling it, um, but anyway, um, I'm feeling a lot better now, you know, sorting, th- through different things and, and, and whatnot. And so it's just to talk about <laughs> the poems that I've been doing. Like it's like, I, I don't know, at the time it, you just, I just feel this kind of urge to kind of say something and, and I don't know, just kind of communicate it in, you know, 
kind of simple way. Like poems aren't simple by nature and I'm sure I'm doing it terribly wrong. I'm, I'm sure I'm kind of, you know, writing poems in a way that is probably like amateur in terms of, you know, the length and, and whatnot, because I'm, I'm really just focusing on rhyming the, you know, the last words, um, of, you know, of each line and, and whatnot. And so like, hopefully it makes sense for those that, <laughs> that have read it. And, um, I, I hope it's like, I don't know, it's just something like I write it from a place of, you know, something I've been thinking about and chewing over, you know, for, for a while. And I just want to kind of like express it. And, and I think on a really somber mo- note is I, I just have this kind of anxiety that I live with each day of just like, Hey, like, what if I don't get to say the things on my mind? And, um, and <laughs> like, I always battle with this anxiety that I'm not going to see tomorrow. And, and so there just comes this urgency of like, Hey, like this is a really kind of valuable lesson I'm learning or I'm thinking about, I really need to share this. Um, and yeah, like, it's probably not healthy to constantly have that anxiety that, um, I might die by some freak accident or like my heart might just stop working. Um, because yeah, like, you know, human life is fragile and whatnot, but you know, I'll leave that (laughs) discussion for another, another time. Um, and so, yeah, so kind of all this kind of pours out as well. And I don't know if you, if you're not, subscribe to my, you know, if you're not following me on Instagram, I can read and read some of them out and I can, you can kind of see my cringe attempts at poetry and, and rhyming. <laughs> um, so one of my, yeah, one of the first ones, uh, I wrote during this period is one called being, um, I just read it out and kind of talk it through. Um, so it goes, the dictation of where value is found always places it out of reach. The accumulating anxiety of failure drains our energy like a leech. Being who you are seems like it's never enough, as if you are being a human wrong. What a laugh. Stop telling us that we have value when we are not single, so we are not dying of thirst. If you want us to change our marital status, why don't you change yours first? Learn to listen, to understand, be kind and employ empathy. Once you actually care, it will come to you quite naturally. And, and so like this, this just came from this place of like, uh, I think it's just really frustrating how we have all these kind of societal expectations and all these structures that we have in life that, you know, we need to be, you know, have done X, Y, and Z by the age 30 and, and all that creates is just anxiety and, and stress and like undue stress, stress, um, you know, and it, and it becomes quite crippling because, I don't know, it's just different times of the world. So like, we can't really compare to what things were like before when, um, you know, different, like we didn't have a pandemic just to, for a kind of recent example. Like we didn't have, I don't know, like, <laughs> um, like we didn't go through like a recession or the great depression or, or, or things like that. And, and times are different in this kind of technological era and, you know, people are able to make businesses through like your phone now and there's Instagram and entrepreneurship and, um, and you know, all these, yeah, I think cause, because that has opened up an, an opportunity for you to start over, even if you're 30 or 40 or even 50, like that is now considered like young and youthful. You're still able to, you know, use your phone and use technology to, you know, create a business and, and support yourself and, and whatnot. And so like that's slowly kind of disrupting it, but I think it, at the core of it, you know, those who that stick to that kind of traditional, traditional kind of structure and culture and societal thinking, it just, yeah, I think there's just this clash of, um, ideals. And it just, I think our current generation is, is kind of at, at a crossroads with that. Um, and, and it just becomes really frustrating if, you know, you're of a culture that really kind of adheres to, you know, what your parents tell you and how they want to shape you, uh, versus, you know, how society is going. And, you know, there's just this kind of, yeah, this clash and it's something sometimes really, um, a really difficult thing to kind of 
work through and wrestle through because you know they are your parents but also life's going a different way and 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 such and such and and you know the thing about you know being single and and married and stuff like that like that was such a you know prevalent conversation in the past kind of few years for me because you know people really found value in in getting married and you know people in the church would you know almost base their identity on on getting married or they would find value in in the you know church setting or the community setting only if they were married so you know people would date and date for six months or even less and and get married um yeah to someone and i don't know to be able to date someone for like six months like i don't know people are still in their best behavior and i don't know like their own issues and things will come up but it's like well like good luck with that (laughs) um and so and like even now i'm just kind of realizing how how much more joy there is to be had in singleness and how much more impact you can have in other people's lives or the amount of people's lives um than if you just worried about like one singular person and it's just been a real interesting thing to think about you know you're seeing all these teenagers going out and and dating it's just like what is the point like why are you focusing so much on one person when you have you know you're in a whole community at a whole school like you know you have if you go to a high school you have people you can know from year seven to year 12 and you choose to just you know exclusively like pay your attention to one particular person and you know they might yeah you know statistically probably won't work out um and you know all you do is just kind of um, just get more kind of confused emotionally and and things like that but anyway you can see that it's been very prevalent and um a thing that i've been thinking about (laughs) for her for a while um so read and go on to my next poem which is called courage and camaraderie um so it goes like this Everyone has it in them to keep going, so admire the courage, even if it seems like the progress is slowing. It is one step after another, it's discipline that gets it done. So help each other out as we are standing under the same sun as one. Reminders that the door is open, assumes the courage to meet halfway. Sometimes they can only manage 1%, so go the 99 and make their day. Have it in your heart to want the best for them, encapsulated by love. Become the tallest building, not by tearing others down, but by helping others to rise above. And so, I think at the time, you know, just, you know, having a lot of time during kind of lockdown, quarantine and and whatnot, I think, you know, like it's taken a pandemic um, for mental health to kind of become a bigger part of the conversation. You know, it's... Yeah, like tragic in the sense that it's taken a pandemic to to get here, but we're here nonetheless. Um, and and so it's just kind of understanding that people need to be met where they're able to get to. Um, and I think just to appreciate the the effort um, that people do or the courage that they display to, you know, go out of the comfort zone or do something that really scared them or they're really kind of, you know, encapsulated by fear by a particular thing. And, and so like the bottom line where it says, you know, sometimes people can only manage 1%. Um, and so you think about people who are just really rattled by, you know, anxiety and stress or, or whatever difficulty that's going on in life. Um, they can only manage 1% and, like to, you know, people who are, you know, functioning fine, it seems like, man, like this person can't do anything or they're really slack or they're really lazy or they're just really, you know, undisciplined and, and whatnot. But to them, like, you know, going that 1% is is 100% for them. Like 100% of their effort, their energy can only reach 1%. And so if you're fine, if you're doing well and you want to care for that person, like, I think it's up to you to, you know, go that 99%, which will be 99% for you, but it's not fully a hundred. Um, yeah, to, to, to really care for them and to be able to meet them where they are. Um, otherwise there's just going to be this kind of disconnect, uh, between, you know, you trying to care and you, they, them, 
um, trying to receive the help. Um, and, and so it's, it's just been a really interesting thing about kind of mental health and, um, and the kind of like social connection and, and, and the importance of that during, um, during a time like a pandemic um, where we have to isolate and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, like as, as much as, um, you know, people want to extend their help and, you know, say that, you know, like I'll be there if you need me or, or whatnot, or, you know, or like I'm one call away or, or the line that I use, you know, the door is open. Like it, it assumes this kind of sense of courage that someone will already have, um, you know, to make that phone call or to walk in the door. Um, and like, I think it's, it's a really nice gesture. Um, it's a really nice, uh, really kind offer to make someone. Um, but then, you know, there'll be days where they don't have the courage to go that far. Um, and so it's just kind of thinking about that. And, and if you really care for someone, you would, yeah, like, uh, be willing to make that extra effort to actually meet them where they are and where they're able to get to. Um, and so, yeah, like that's just been uh, a really interesting thing to be, yeah, thinking about as we look to kind of care for the people that are really struggling um, during this time or, you know, during other times uh, that are to come for sure. Cool. And then, so I'm move on to my next one. It's called Stand. Uh, and goes like this. <laughs> we respect our elders and authorities, but remember they are not immune to the human con condition. Cycles of trauma, projections of pain, their selfish nature can hinder their mission. So there will be hypocrisy, subconscious high horses and attitudes holier than thou. But we all need love, grace and compassion as far as our hearts allow. Own your responsibilities for your thoughts and actions as wisdom yields patience. It is to your glory and betterment to overlook an offense. Rud like Rudyard Kipling, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, you'll stand your ground unstoppable, mature through and through. And so kind of the background to, to this poem is just, I think, wrestling with, you know, you know, my own traits of being a bit of a compliant surrender, which is, you know, just kind of like being a doormat and not kind of talking back or really kind of setting up for myself and finding the balance between, you know, accepting what someone in authority kind of lays down and, you know, when to kind of talk and kind of express your opinions and, and feelings and, and thoughts about something. And it's something that I had to face with, with church and something I had to face uh, next week, actually. And, and, and it's, yeah, it's interesting because I think what, I've come from a, I've been brought up, you know, um, in the household where, you know, I just wasn't able to kind of explain myself. And, and so, you know, so when I would get in fights, mom, like everything was just dismissed. Everything I had to say was dismissed. And so, yeah, I just learned like, you know, my feelings and opinions were, <laughs> you know, invalid. And so, yeah, I just didn't have you know, the space or the right to, to talk back or to kind of, you know, explain myself or give reasons or, or thoughts. And, and so now like, you know, when it comes to church authority, obviously that kind of background and that kind of upbringing translated to that. And, you know, when I first spoke to, um, you know, the leaders at church and it was just being this doormat and just accepting whatever, um, they, they would say. And, and now, you know, spending a bit of time with my you know, psychologist and working those things through, it's just kind of like, hey, you need to like kind of, um, you know, work on this area because you can't be a complete doormat. Otherwise, nothing will ever happen, um, you know, for you. And, you know, um, I think <laughs> in order to get somewhere, you need to kind of, you know, <laughs> express yourself, I suppose. Um, and, and so knowing that and so going into that conversation next week, it's going to be interesting because it's a, it's going to be a totally different approach that I usually take. Um, and, and so like, it's an opportunity to, you know, be more mature and be more like kind of healthy adult in, in the, in the way that I kind of respond and the way I kind of communicate during, during the conversation. And I think it'll, I think in a, in a strange way, I'm looking forward and I'm quite excited for the kind of challenge and, um, 
and what this kind of opportunity will bring because it's kind of the first kind of intense kind of adult chat or or chat where I kind of employ more healthy adult and more mature kind of strategies or, or ways of, of speaking. Um, and so I'm kind of looking forward to this opportunity for growth, but also um, it will be quite daunting and, um, and yeah. And so like, you know, my head goes all, to all these different places where, you know, it ends badly, but I need to kind of control that and, and not let that kind of dictate the story and, and hopefully it goes well. Um, otherwise I'm in for another kind of, I don't know, roller coaster ride. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So I've got two, oh, three more poems. All right. Hopefully you're not too bored. <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know. I just go through them. I'll just talk as I would talk anyway. <laughs> Hopefully it's, it's something. All right. Uh, so the next one's called trading trauma and it goes like this. The lens of empathy breeds understanding with more clarity than a reference to King's Landing. Trauma, danger, and threat are commonality of life. So be cautious when you take out your proverbial knife. Trauma's impact on the brain is significant, the neurosciences as, as evidence. Best believe that everyone's is, everyone is acting in good conscience. No one chooses to be haunted by their past. So love your neighbor as yourself and let your legacy last. And so, like, if you've been listening to these podcasts for a bit, um, or probably last two episodes, actually, I'll, I'll talk about how I've been reading this book called How Emotions Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett and The Body Keeps the Score by um, Bessel van der Kolk. Um, and so these books have really highlighted a lot about kind of emotion and the, the effects of, of trauma. And it just becomes kind of clear, like so clear that, you know, the experience and the you know, the trauma, the pain, the things that people have gone through really, you know, shape how people behave and how they regulate their emotions and how they express and display their emotions. And it's going to be different for everyone. And, and sometimes, you know, think things will happen. Um, people will respond in different ways that you feel, you know, really weirded out by or really hurt by. And I think it, it really just comes to understanding. Um, and I think a lot of kind of misunderstanding and, um, yeah, like I think makes people's mental health get worse. Um, I think I was thinking through, you know, people who are like, maybe like young kids, high school and whatnot, um, where kind of kids probably, you know, high school and teenagers probably aren't as aware about, you know, the, the effects of trauma, the impact of trauma and, and, you know, rough childhoods and, and, you know, they see a kid, you know, acting in a particular way that's, you know, quote unquote weird or like, you know, um, not socially acceptable. And, you know, those kids just have a, you know, have a real knack of using that as leverage to isolate someone, um, and to call them weird or weird you know, weirdo or like, um, just, Oh, don't talk to that person because they won't you know, respond well or, or whatnot. And, you know, kids are kids and like, you can't really explain all the neuroscience stuff to, to them. But I think whether it's like an education thing, sure. Um, but I think it's just, yeah. And this need for understanding each other, um, and knowing that there's a painful past between, every, you know, behind everyone and, you know, like trauma is so much more common than we, we think, um, hopefully. And yeah, I think the impact of that just manifests itself, you know, shows its ugly head, um, in, you know, in certain situations. And so it just gives yourself that time to kind of, yeah, think about it. Um, consider what they will be going through and why they're behaving um, that way. All right, so the next one's called anxiety. <coughs> and it goes like this. Why do we allow anxiety to overtake us? Diagnosed as a disorder, it is crippled and we have lost a sense of trust. Our old mind is designed to detect and protect from threat. 
So we need certainty, security, and comfort, so we don't need to fret. As we seek growth, anxiety will always be present. Choose a new frame and see anxiety as encouragement. Form a healthy relationship with her. She's your lifelong partner. Be patient, persevere, and may become the source of your next superpower. So, so the background of this is just, yeah, just, you know, thinking about anxiety and why it's like, why it has kind of personally stopped me from a lot of, a lot of things where, you know, I've been, you know, these opportunities where I'm able to kind of grow and, and do really awesome things and, you know, anxiety and fear just kind of take me away from that kind of opportunity to, to grow. And, and so it's just, I think just this kind of perspective thing that has been really fascinating of just thinking about, you know, life as kind of like a circle. And I think this kind of graphic has been probably been shown if you're on social media and, and whatnot, where you have, you know, your circle, your inner self, your, your comfort zone. And then, you know, you go outside your comfort zone, your, and then outside of that is like your learning zone. And then outside of that is like, um, yeah, like outside of your fear zone and like all like, and it's all encapsulated, you know, anything outside your comfort zone is going to cause anxiety um, because, you know, there is so much unknown about it. And, you know, because we need certainty and, and safety and, uh, and that, and, you know, you know, science and that whole, whole like evolutionary perspective of like your brain is designed to protect you and keep you safe. You know, that's why it goes into the fight or flight when there's danger, um, whether to fight it off or to run away. It, the main aim is to keep you safe um, and secure. And so doing something outside your comfort zone or doing something that you are facing your fears, like that's going to be perceived as a threat. And so there's always going to be this anxiety and this kind of discomfort when it comes to life. And because life is about growth and it's always about expanding that comfort zone and going outside of the comfort zone, because that's when you're going to grow and that's when you're going to learn um, and whatnot. And so, you know, if anxiety is just always going to be there as you continue to grow and, you know, you want to learn something new each day and you want to be able to, you know, make use of your time and, and things like that. And so if it's going to just be with you and you can't get rid of it, you can't, you know, eradicate anxiety. Like that's, that's the thing. Like everyone's going to be anxious, even actors, actresses, and, you know, um, and musicians, like they're, they have that anxiety and they just have a unique perspective of it. You know, um, you've probably heard athletes say, you know, I just turned my nerves and anxiety into excitement and, you know, see it as, you know, my body's preparing me to, to run this race or to do this sport or, or to perform. Um, so their, you know, perspective and their relationship with anxiety is so much different. They use it as their, you know, superpower or their, their kind of their body's ability to help them do better. Um, and, and so, yeah, like it really needs to be this conversation about perspective and how you view anxiety, um, as well. I'm sure that's not like a, you know, valid qualified way, like, of like psychologists, um, but it's just been interesting to kind of see things that way. Um, I think it's really helps me to kind of be a bit more kind of level headed when it comes to things that really will provoke my anxiety. So the tough conversations and, you know, if God willing, I do get that conversation with my ex-girlfriend to, to try and reconcile, like my heart rate will be through the roof and I'll be, you know, trembling inside, but, you know, um, and you know, that's a kind of big example, but like small examples of life as well. Like there's always this anxiety leaving the house and, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, like understanding that building a better relationship, um, with them, with anxiety. And so the last, last one is called self. And it goes like this. We pour our life into the black mirror governed by binary and code. We're scared to be present in the present, but prefer a Netflix episode. We claw at any opportunity to escape our own reality because we fear being with our own thoughts. The body in the mirror, we barely want to see. Among the entire spectrum of humanity, every shape and size will differ. 
beauty is in beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but be the one that you you prefer. Each breath is a gracious gift to be grateful for. You're precious. Learn to love yourself to the core. Um, so this is the whole like kind of I don't want to say hipster of like you know like don't be that guy who's who spends you know all day on the phone and um, you know doesn't look look around and things like that. Like I think we all understand that um, that you know the phone is some, one of our addictions and it takes us away from the natural kind of process of life and just life around us. We we do become very self self absorbed like into our phones, like this is how we live. This is how we carry out our lives and our business and, and whatnot. Um, and like, I know it doesn't need to be said and, and what, and things like that, but it's just interesting that because we're so engaged in, you know, this, you know, black mirror, I suppose, um, you know, it does reflect, you know, our kind of darker, insides or whatnot but um yeah but we've gone to a point where we're kind of scared to you know be with ourselves or kind of be alone with our own thoughts um you know that's why like someone like david goggins is just so radical to some people that you know he trains without music because he thinks that's just um an artificial boost to your performance um like music is when, you know, when you have something that's, you know, um, like 100, 140, uh, beats a minute, like that can, you know, pump you up and, you know, helps you tolerate pain a bit better, which, you know, um, which has been, yeah, proven in, in studies. And so that's why a lot of people train with music on. And so, you know, he sees that as, as cheating and you want to kind of, you know, train, train your body to, yeah, be comfortable with itself and, and whatnot. And so it's just kind of like, well, I think we we need to be more attuned to what we're thinking and um, and our thoughts. And you know, when we walk to the station, we you know plug our ears with with music so that we don't need to think um, about too much, and we don't need we can just think about the lyrics of the song or just kind of have it fade in the background while we kind of zone out while we walk our you know usual routines and you know trips down to you know, to work, to the shops and, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, like that's just been interesting to see, you know, nowadays as, you know, you sit in a cafe and everyone's kind of looking down on the phones or, um, and whatnot, but you know, they might be doing something important. Who knows? <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, that's kind of a summary of, of the poems that I've posted and just kind of, yeah, just, I think it's a way to just see where my head's at. Um, and so hopefully you've enjoyed that kind of section of my life and, and a bit of kind of background, <laughs> the, uh, the author's thoughts, um, comes to the poem. Um, and so, yeah, um, hope that was okay. <laughs> All right. And so there's been other kind of things going on as well. Um, just in my own head, because a lot has been going on. Like I've been been able to, like I've been, yeah, been really kind of gracious, gracious, grateful, um, you know, for the government and the federal budget to be able to extend, um, you know, sessions with a psychologist from ten a year to twenty a year. Like that's been really fantastic and such a worthwhile kind of investment. And um, yeah, jump straight on to that. And yeah, have been really. Um, growing a lot in terms of, yeah, like being more mature emotionally and, um, and spiritually, I suppose. And, um, yeah, like it's just been really fantastic to kind of work through those areas, those problem areas of my life and kind of work on them so that then they're less childish and less infantile. Um, and so I can grow up to be, yeah, the man that I want to be and the person that I want to be. Um, and yeah, things are really, really promising and I'm really kind of excited to see where it goes and really excited to, yeah, see myself kind of make that progress into the person that I want to become. Um, and so that, that's just been really good. And, um, I, yeah, like I really would recommend to a lot of people, um, yeah, to see a psychologist. It's not, you know, if you have issues and, and whatnot, like, you know, there's so much, 
so many things that are going on and, you know, it might be really difficult to process and, and really kind of, yeah, to kind of organize your thoughts about all the things that are happening and, um, and, you know, life and drama with relationships and, you know, and disease, I guess, um, that can really, you know, mess things up for you. It's, it's really worthwhile. Um, and yeah, you got 20 sessions <laughs> covered by Medicare, um, subsidized by Medicare. Right. Um, okay. and then I guess transition, transitional, um, into just, I think a mention of something I've been watching, um, in, in terms of YouTube and some that I follow just, you know, posting something quite inspiring. Um, so I don't know if, a lot of people know, like I watch <laughs> the YouTube channel, the side men. Um, so it's like, you know, their, their content is for like kind of kids, younger kids. And so like, I do get weird looks and, um, uh, for the people that I have told that I've watched the channel. Um, so the, there are a bunch of seven guys that are around my age. So around kind of like 24 to 28, um, at the moment. And, and, you know, they do all these kind of upscale kind of fun videos. They started off kind of gaming, um, yeah, gaming on YouTube, put on, yeah, put it online and, you know, they all met each other subsequently and, um, yeah, formed this group and, you know, like, I don't know if you've heard of like KSI, like he's, he's part of that. Um, and like, for me, it's not so much like enjoying the content. I think for me, it's just seeing, just being able to see like a group of, a group of guys, group of seven, just become like to see their kind of friendship evolve and see their friendship, their close kind of friendship, um, just get stronger. And, and it's something that I really, you know, would like, um, as well, uh, to have this kind of close group of friends that will, you know, just, yeah, to just have that really strong bond. Um, like I really admire that and, and definitely want that, you know, for myself and in my life. And so there's just been, there's one of them, um, called <laughs> Ethan Payne and, you know, his handle is Bazinga. And, and so his, his story has been really, uh, fascinating because he was like, he was someone that, you know, um, grew up without a father as well. And, and so that was something that kind of drew myself to him, um, and to kind of follow his story a bit closer. Um, and so, so yeah, like he, like his dad walked out, um, you know, the day he was born and then had another stepfather come in and then he left due to, you know, debt and, and gambling and, and, and whatnot. And so like that, the impact of that, yeah, is definitely mentally scarring and emotionally scarring as well. And, you know, he would, yeah, get into like alcoholism and, and, and drugs to kind of numb the pain and to get through it. And, he overate and yeah, like he became overweight and, um, and you know, it like, I think, yeah, like we have demonized, you know, being overweight and, and, you know, people like, you know, struggling quite mentally and, you know, it just gets used as leverage to kind of really s screw someone over. And I don't know whether that's like a power trip for, for some people to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just really, really like devastating that it gets used for that, especially when you know and understand, you know, what someone's going through. Um, and, and it's just worse when, you know, you don't know what someone's going through and you say those really damaging words. Um, and, and so anyway, and so he, yeah, like he recently kind of released his kind of like YouTube original kind of documentary, I suppose, of, you know, how he got from this kind of overweight, like, you know, constantly drinking alcohol and getting like he had, you know, his own kind of suicidal ideations as well. And, you know, there was a time where he was <laughs> about to, yeah, you know, leave his apartment and, you know, plan on not returning. Um, and, and like those things are just stuff that I went through as well. And it was just really heart wrenching to kind of, 
listen to that story. And, and, it, and so the series kind of documents his, his journey and his transformation from, from that to, um, yeah, to really getting his life together, you know, with assignment and YouTube and, and stuff like that. Like they're, um, they're climbing the ranks. Like every, a lot of their videos are going on the trending page and, and whatnot. So they're, they've become quite huge on, on YouTube at the moment. Um, and so, uh, so the journey of him kind of doing that and then going on a fitness journey as well. Um, and, and I think recently, I think in October, he, yeah, he completed a marathon in four and a half hours. Um, and it was just this really emotional journey. And I like, I actually teared up and just to see like, you know, his dedication and just discipline to, to get it done. Like he went from, from that to like a Gymshark athlete, um, to being a poster child uh, for the marathon. And then, um, yeah, like just being this amazing inspiration for that, you know, you like people, people know how long it, how much discipline and training it takes to, to run 42 kilometers or was it 26 miles? Um, and, and that was just, <laughs> just something that I really connected with. And it's just been amazing to, to see and to really be inspired by that and, and encouraged. And I think, yeah, it really comes down to, you know, what you decide to do with your circumstance. Um, you know, out of the group of the Simon, like he's the only one that's single at the moment, like all everyone's like dating and, and whatnot. And, you know, that can easily be used to kind of like bog you down. <laughs> like, like it is for me, like, you know, seeing people dating and, and getting married and, you know, you can kind of get a bit, you know, self-conscious about it and be, yeah, feel like you're being left behind in, in, in some way. And, you know, it's, yeah, but like, you know, that shouldn't be a, a marker of success that like, that shouldn't be, you know, what your ultimate goal, um, like in your singleness, you can have all, all these opportunities to inspire other people and make, make use of your time and leave a kind of bigger and, and greater legacy for others to be inspired by and encouraged to, you know, pursue their goals and, and achieve their goals and like yeah and like you know it's just so like personal and relevant or you know this you know being single isn't like a life sentence um but you have so much more opportunities and, and time to you know to work on yourself and to you know consider how to you know love and encourage other people to be the best versions of themselves and and like, I think that's got to be the way to go about it and not yeah. Like we know that comparison is the ultimate thief of joy, but it's, it's hard when we're so connected yet disconnected and, and we know what everyone's up to <laughs> through LinkedIn and, and Instagram and, and Facebook. But, you know, if you're able to just do your own thing, focus on it, you know, set your goals to something amazing, keep working at it and yeah like live a story that you'll be proud to tell, um, your kids, your grand grandkids and, and whatnot. And, and part of that is why I've, you know, started this kind of podcast thing. Cause I like, if you knew me before, um, I started this whole Instagram page, like I, you know, and I dreaded talking. I dreaded listening to my voice. I dreaded you know, being up front or having people listen to me, like I would just create so many scenarios in my head and, and thoughts of like, you know, people don't want to hear me. And like, why would anyone listen to this ugly looking Asian? And like my, you know, my thoughts aren't original. Like they're just like, people are going to be bored things like that. Like I would just be, yeah, like this is not what I envisioned myself doing at all. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, things with poems as well, like, like I hope they're kind of an artful and creative way to be able to explain these thoughts I've been having and hopefully it, you know, helps, um, helps you kind of think through things as well. And, and like, that's, that's a hope to kind of 
change the conversation or to have that conversation so that, you know, you can think about things a bit differently or kind of be reminded of different things as well. And, you know, like that's kind of around that kind of whole motto that I start off, you know, each and every podcast with, you know, to have honest conversations to help us fall forward. Like it's, you know, yeah, to honestly reflect on how things are going for me and, you know, how tragic life can be sometimes. But, you know, no one is going to breeze through life. No, no one's going to find this easy. Um, everyone talks about the hardship. Everyone, you know, in each kind of success story. And so no one's meant to breeze through life. Um, and like we need each other. We need to help each other through it that's why we have community and we're built and we're made for community and and so yeah like if i can help someone think about something a different way like that's that's freaking amazing and um i'm all for it and and definitely love that um and so that's you know that's hopefully what i'm hoping to do um through through this like I prob- I know this will probably not make any money. Like no one's gonna sponsor me just whining and complaining about things or um, or or not. Like and like yeah. Like at the moment, I don't foresee this being like a money thing or or a way to, to generate income like at all. Um, you know, look at my viewership numbers. Or um, but I think it's I think it's still nice. It's not it's still nice it is i think precious and really valuable to to do this as a as a means of just you know one like expressing myself having a bit of an outlet like it's been helping me like personally as well and two just i think because it's something i'm finding i'm kind of warming up to the idea of of podcasting as well and so it's becoming something that i'm starting to actually enjoy and and you know, and love and it's something I can see myself getting a bit passionate about. And, and so I think it's, it's odd, not odd. I think it's usually rare uh, for people to find something that they're kind of really interested in or passionate about. I think that was a big struggle for probably the last seven years, um, you know, doing, starting uni courses that I, yeah, wasn't really fully invested in. Um, and, and so, yeah, doing this whole thing has been really fun. Um, and yeah, when you're able to just do something for fun and, and not worry about money or like trying to generate income from it, I think it, there's something special about that. Um, and you know, like it's, it, it would be a bonus, um, if income could be generated from this, cause it is something that does take time and, and whatnot, but like all in all, like I'm not fast, like I'm not too bothered by it. Um, you know, I'm I'm living in Sydney. <laughs> like things are right, things are okay, and you know, and we, yeah, I, I'm definitely I know that I'm I'm in a very privileged position to to be able to say that um, because you know there are people that are living out in the streets, and there are people that don't know when their next meal is coming, and people living paycheck by paycheck and and here I am with a laptop and a microphone talking late at night um and and so yeah it's all about kind of perspective and understanding the bigger picture of it all um (laughs) all right so the last two things I want to talk about uh a bit lighthearted just for a kind of a shift in tone um if you follow me on Instagram like I, I randomly kind of wrote uh, a nice G story of like, I'm actually considering and thinking about doing a PhD next year. Am I going COVID crazy? And most people always say yes. <laughs> it's like, you've gone nuts, mate. Why would you ever do that? Um, and there's been a, a couple of people that said, no, you can, you can do it. <laughs> you should totally do it, man. Um, and, and yeah, so I think it's just a bit of, COVID crazy as well. Just having time to yourself and, you know, like, I don't know, you just have all these thoughts of, and ideas of how to, um, of what 
kind of research questions or scientific questions you can ask or, or potentially research and and yeah like I think every time I think of something I just kind of write it down and I just kind of got this whole like, kind of compilations of the, all these questions and, and things like that and things I'd like to like investigate or to read about and and it's just kind of like well there's not much on this um maybe I should you know go into the thesis of it uh, write a big thesis on it um and it's it's nuts it's nuts because i think right when i finished my master's i was just like no way am i doing a master thesis like you know the stress and all the work and all the the nightmare that was the master's like don't double that and make it a phd like don't have don't put yourself through that again um but at the moment it's just a thought with you know all these notes scribbled down in my little notebook but yeah, I'm just, I'm just sitting on it. It's in the back burner, but yeah, but it's there. It's, it's not zero um, anyway. <laughs> and so the last thing that I want to talk about, oh yeah, so like this podcast will be like an October life update, <laughs> I suppose. And I, I say this because, no, I'll, I'll talk about the next thing, knowing that the people I'm talking about may or may not hear this. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's just recently as I kind of get over the, you know, the breakup blues and feel a bit better about myself. And, um, you know, also in part to do with, you know, going to the gym, like having the time to be able to go to the gym consistently, which has been really nice. I think just realizing how, um, <laughs> how affectionate I am or like how, how much I need, no, like how much something little, like a little bit of appreciation, like from someone, like how far that goes for me at the moment. Um, cause I, th- I think doing these podcasts, doing these, those poems, like it doesn't, you know, blow anyone's mind, um, at the moment. And so like, I was just going through this patch of just like, why am I posting these? Like not, not a lot of people are listening to this or not a lot of people are kind of liking or responding, um, to the poems and and whatnot. And like, I know to not get in, like invested in likes and all those kind of statistics and things like that, but it's hard not to when it's like right there. Um, you know, you post it and like nothing happens, no likes, no comments, um, for the whole day. And you're just like, Oh, I I feel trash. Like, what am I doing? Um, but yeah, you know, you gotta think, (laughs) think back to the bigger picture, just do stuff you love, put it out there, put content you're passionate about and and whatnot. And (laughs) so, yeah. So I think it's like a self-esteem thing that I need to work on with my psychologist. But I think at the moment, just, I think when I'm talking to, to people and you know, they, they, <laughs> they, um, they, yeah, they tell me that they listen to my podcast or they're planning on listening to my podcast. Um, and, uh, like that just has really blown me away. <laughs> um, like I so deeply appreciate that, like down to the core, like, like on the outside, I'm just like, Oh, thank you. That really means a lot. And really appreciate that. Like, it sounds like just kind of formalities, but like inside, I'm just kind of blown away. Um, by that because I think sometimes it is it is this point of like oh like no one's really listening and what am I doing this for like that that thought always kind of creeps up um but I know that's not true (laughs) um and and so yeah like it's been fantastic to to have that support and, and encouragement from from people and I think when it comes to like I'll admit it I'll be honest with this like when it comes to like you know, like girls saying it, like I, I do really like that. <laughs> I like, I don't know. I think I'm in this really vulnerable stage, you know, getting up, <laughs> getting over the kind of breakup blues and just kind of like, yeah, like really appreciating that. Like that's such a, um, such a great kind of like speaks to the heart, I, I suppose. Um, and, <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about it. Um, 
yeah, like really speaks to the heart and it's just kind of like this in- encouragement and this kind of, you know, wor- words of affirmation, I suppose, that I didn't get in as much in in the previous relationship, you know, when it came to, you know, the things I produced and, and worked on. And, and so, like, I just, maybe like words of affirmation is a bit higher now. Maybe <laughs> um, yeah, I need to take the test again. But yeah, like I kind of develop a bit of a, a crush like really easily um, because of that. But um, like, I know I'm not going to do anything with that. I know it won't go anywhere um, or anything like, you know, knowing what I'm, the emotional baggage I have. I was just like, I think, yeah, like I don't want to make anything of that, um, of that crush. Like it's just kind of, you know, kind of those fleeting things. Um, but you know, the, the, you know, the girls that I talk to and people I meet are just, you know, really wonderful people that have gone, you know, they're just amazing and really strong in who they are and, and the character. And so like, I, I know, like I'm, I'm consciously putting myself in the position of not wanting to, you know, hurt them in the context of a relation, like a dating or romantic relationship. And I know, you know, I'm going to be in that, that spot for quite a while, but I think it's just been kind of nice to just kind of form, you know, like form crushes and just to feel a bit like sane, um, and a bit normal, um, because I think when you first break up, you're just so radical in, in the way that you go about talking to people. You, you know, I think I literally said, Hey, I'm not gonna talk to any like women. I'm just going to focus on the boys and just, you know, build those solid, you know, male friendships and like, you know, this whole dating thing can just get lost and, <laughs> and whatnot. But I think it's just nice to just have a bit of balance back in life. And, um, yeah. And so <laughs> it is awkward because, you know, if, <laughs> if you're someone who's listening to the podcast, who has said, said something nice to me about my podcast or my poems or, or th- maybe like my, my research or, or things like that, um, you might be like, Oh my gosh. Um, here I am. Um, and, and like, I don't know. I just, I do want to be honest with it. And half of, the other half of me is just saying, Oh my gosh, delete this. It's going to be so awkward when you see the next. And, and if they've heard this, but, um, I, no, like I, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's normal. I feel like I'm sharing it. Like if it gets awkward, it gets awkward. And, you know, you know, I don't talk to them. If I don't talk to them, again, that's, that's fine. Um, I'll, you know, just let it be and just kind of, you know, remember that moment. Nah, I'm kidding. That, that, that was really creepy to say. Um, anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, so, yeah, I know this has been long. Like I went through, I didn't realize going through all my poems would take that long. Um, it's almost, you know, getting to an hour. Um, so, yeah, like thank you so much for for listening. Um, if you've made it this far, um, and and yeah, like hope it's been nice, um, a nice auditor- auditory experience um, for you. Um, hope you've enjoyed. Um, yeah, like this is a bit of a October life update. Um, have, like I might move on to like another book or something, or maybe I can, if I get through those tough conversations, you know, in real life, then I can maybe, you know, go through the purpose driven life and, and hopefully finish that off. Cause we are halfway with that book. Um, yeah, like maybe I could go, yeah, some other book to make a series out of, so I can keep kind of yeah, learning lessons and, and sharing it and, yeah, having, have different honest conversations about different topics. Um, but yeah, I do appreciate every one of you that, that listens uh, to this, listens to my ramblings and, and, and yeah, uh, and thanks for the encouraging feedback as well. Like, I really do appreciate that. Um, it, you know, it might just seem like formalities or just something nice you you say but it's just really nice to to hear and it really does go a long way um and so just yeah know that understand that but yeah i really appreciate it you really lift my mood and um yeah helps kind of motivate me to 
to keep doing so. Um, and it's, it's a really nice feeling to, yeah, find, find that motivation, find that passion for something. Um, and you want to continually do it. Um, it's, it's a feeling that I've been looking for for a long, long time. And I think I found it in this. Um, and I, I just, you know, from the bottom of my heart, um, yeah, like, thank you, um, for doing that. Um, yeah, just a simple few words can really go a long way. Like if it goes a long way for me and like, it'll go a long way for other people as well. So, you know, be kind uh, to everyone always. And, um, yeah, oh, it's reached an hour. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll see you in the next podcast and love and peace to you all. Thanks. Thank you. And bye.